does not burden a soul beyond that it can bear. Come from the Holy Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 286. What does that even mean? How does it apply to you and to your life, if it even does at all? That's what we'll figure out today. Welcome to the Sunday service. We are talking about gratitude, something that I think that we all know that we ought to be grateful. And I think that when we're reminded of that, then we think, yep, I'm going to start a gratitude practice. And I just, I'll just speak for myself that I have the best of intentions to think about what I'm grateful for consistently, but unless I have some kind of a mechanism in place to do it, then I forget about it. And what has helped me immensely with that is journaling. And when I consistently journal, I go through different prompts and gratitude is always one of those things. I don't want it to be like goal setting where I know how important goal setting actually is, but I never do it. And that was for a vast, a massive portion of my life was intellectually understanding how important goal setting is, but then never actually doing it. And it's certainly a recurring theme and something which is extremely human. It's, I mean, there's fewer things more human than that of knowing this is very beneficial to me and doing it would make my life so much better. And I feel so great when I do it and it's working perfectly. So I'm going to go ahead and stop doing it. So very human of me, potentially very human of you. So talking about gratitude, but more importantly, gratitude in adversity. It's a lot easier. It's fairly easy to be grateful when things are going our way. When we're just when we're flowing and we're getting all the bounces and everything is working. That's easy. Still tough to do, but it's really hard to be grateful when things are not going our way. When we're sick, when loved ones are sick, when we're broke, when bad things happen, which happen all the time. That's life. Dealing with suffering and pain and badness. Badness. So dealing with having gratitude and adversity. And so I wanted to go to the to the Quran for this because I think that there's so much wisdom and so much to be learned and so much that can benefit everyone. So in the Quran, concept of gratitude is expressed through the term shakur. It's S-H-U-K-R, shukr. Apologize for my pronunciation. That it is considered gratitude to be a fundamental aspect of the believer's relationship with Allah or God and is closely tied to the acknowledgement of the blessings and favors that Allah God bestows upon the believers. The Quran emphasizes the importance of gratitude, shakur, shukr, and encourages believers to be thankful for all of the blessings that they receive. It's seen as a way to increase contentment and foster a positive outlook in life. So I think that that is uh, a definition or thought approach to gratitude that can all certainly agree with. It's a way to increase our level of contentment and have a positive outlook. Those are things that I work so hard to have and to do. And one of the things that's important about that is it takes work. I don't think that these things come natural. At least they don't come natural to me. 
that they're so positive. So believers are encouraged to be thankful to Allah, to God for the numerous blessings that they receive, whether they're actual tangible or they're intangible. I mean, for me, I think that I'm probably way more grateful for the intangible things, for the gifts that God actually did give me more so than something that I bought. So expressing a gratitude, expressing gratitude is seen as a way of recognizing and appreciating benevolence of the creator. Now, gratitude to adversity, this is a trickier thing. And the Quran certainly acknowledges that life is filled with adversity and challenges and tests. But even in the hardest times, believers are encouraged to maintain that attitude of gratitude and the ability to be thankful in adversity is considered a sign of faith and resilience. This is a major and really important theme, which is known as S-A-B-R or Sabur. Um, it's literally endurance, perseverance, and persistence. So what a wonderful word that is. One of the two parts of the faith it teaches to remain spiritually steadfast and to keep doing good personally and for everyone, especially when we are facing hard times, when we life throws curveballs our way, bad things happen, unwanted things happen. It's the patience in the face of adversity and pain and suffering. That's what it's all about. The Quran suggests that expressing gratitude leads to an increase in blessings. So the more grateful we are, the more blessings we're going to receive. In Surah Ibrahim 14.7, it's mentioned, If you're grateful, I will surely increase your favor. But if you deny, indeed, my punishment is severe. So gratitude is seen as a form of worship in Islam. Recognizing and being thankful for the blessings bestowed upon us by Allah is considered a way of fulfilling one's duty to worship and serve the Creator. Gratitude is believed to have a positive impact on our well-being. Focusing on positive aspects of life and being grateful, we're encouraged that then leads to a greater sense of contentment and humility, and it fosters a really positive perspective or outlook on things. Think about how important that is. Think that that is one of, it's a massive differentiator between, between people. You know plenty of people, and so do I, that are just negative, where things never quite right. It's like the princess and the pea. It's like, gosh, this little thing, this tiny little thing, I can't even feel it anymore, but I know it's there, and it's just, it just wrecks my day. And we also know people who are positive. We have a charge, right? And I don't know if it's an electron, but it's a positive or a negative charge. <laughs> you don't want to see me do math on the fly. You certainly do not want to uh, see me do science on the fly either. So anyway, you you get the idea. While gratitude towards Allah is emphasized, the Quran also encourages believers to express gratitude to other human beings. So not just to be grateful to God, but to be grateful for those in our lives, those we come across, act of kindness and support and being generous to others that should be celebrated. Um, you should call it out. You should acknowledge it. And we should most definitely appreciate it.
So overall, the Quran encourages believers to develop a mindset of gratitude, recognizing the importance to be thankful for both the obvious and the subtle blessings that we receive. It's a transformative attitude that can just deepen our 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 our, our spiritual uh, experience, our connection to the Creator, and make us happier people. You know how you look at something makes all the difference, and if you're able to take a positive outlook and view in the face of terrible things, wow, what a wonderful skill ability that that is. And I think that it truly is. I think that the practice of gratitude is a muscle. It's a skill like any other. You might be wired more to the positive than you are the negative or vice versa. But I think like so many things, like so many other abilities and skills, they can be learned, strengthened, nurtured, fostered, all of those things. And if we don't exercise them or use them, they will atrophy. We will forget how to do them. We, we, we can certainly lose them. So being grateful, having a positive outlook and a positive perspective on things, nothing guarantees anything, but that's going to lead to a more contented life. Allah teaches that if we are grateful, he will increase his favor upon us. This is a powerful reminder of the transformative nature of gratitude as we express thanks. We believe in the promise of Allah and witness the abundance of his blessings in our lives. So that's nothing but a positive thing. Every act of gratitude is thought of as an act of worship as well. In Surah al-Baqarah, Allah calls us to remember him and to be grateful. By recognizing and appreciating the blessings in our lives, we fulfill our duty of worship. Let our gratitude be a means to strengthen our connection with Allah. God reminds us that gratitude leads to an increase in favor. It's not just a promise, it's a profound truth. So the more we cultivate gratitude, we not only uh, move closer to God, to Allah, but also we experience a positive increase or rather um, so many positive effects on our on our lives. Again, gets us closer to contentment. It gives us that healthy, positive perspective and attitude and outlook, good or bad. So, so important to, again, not only express it towards God, but also to our fellow humans. So, the, one of the one of the main ideas is that it's important to remember that God is not going to burden you or give you anything that you can't handle. So the language specifically says that Allah does not burden his soul beyond its capacity. So it's giving you challenges knowing that you can handle it. And even in challenges, expressing gratitude, or the strength that God has given to you is a really important thing. It's through difficulties. That's when our faith is tested. It's easy to be a believer when things are going awesome, just like it's easy to be grateful when things are going awesome. But how do we hold up when things are not going great? And that is, that's the test. That is sabur, sabur. Well, it's true that the more grateful we are, the more blessings they'll receive that we will receive. It's also believed that being ungrateful will lead to punishment. In Surah Ibrahim 14.7, says that tells us that if you are grateful, I will surely increase your favor. But if you deny, indeed, my punishment is severe. Sanan said that Muhammad said, 
Wondrous are the believer's affairs. For him, there is good in all his affairs, and this is so only for the believer. When something pleasing happens to him, he is grateful, and that is good for him. And when something displeasing happens to him, he is enduring, sabur, and that is good for him. Muhammad is reported to have said, no one had ever been given anything better than sabur. So the ability to endure, to endure, to persist in the face of badness, harshness, negativity is one of the greatest gifts that have, has been given. I find, I, I, I mean, I find that that's so powerful and I, I couldn't agree more. In the face of terrible chaos, of pain and suffering, are we still able to have a healthy, positive perspective on our lives? It reminds me of the saying, keep a stiff upper lip, the idea you can trace all the way back to ancient Greece, the Spartans, who are some of the most disciplined and sacrificing people. You think about the Stoics, the idea that we have no control over what happens to us, but absolute control over how we think, feel, and respond to it. And that's something that I work really hard to put to work in my life. Marcus Aurelius wrote, if you're distressed by an external thing, it is not this thing which disturbs you, but your own judgment about it. And it is in your power to wipe out, to wipe out that judgment now. There you go. Um, Shakespeare talked about in Hamlet, there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So nothing is either good or bad inherently. It's just what it is. Death, it's not good or bad. Sometimes it's a release. Sometimes it's the worst thing in the world. Divorce, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. What it is, is the meaning that we ascribe to it, the judgment that we put on it. A word is not good or bad. It's the context that we give it. That's what makes it so. There's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. It's not easy to be grateful in good times. It's really hard to be grateful in bad times, to keep things in perspective. It's so hard for me. It's hard for everybody. And that's something I work hard at. I keep, try to keep it in front of me as, as much as I can. So how do you do it? How do we actually do it? The attitude of gratitude and other platitudes are in fact vapid and pretty cheesy, that's what you think of them, then that's what they'll be. Or you can lean into it. Lean right into it. Recognize that gratitude is a superpower. It's one of the most timeless practices of the human experience and of human existence. I've just been talking about the holy book, the Quran, and how important these teachings are in Islam. And that's practiced by billions of people on planet earth so such an impactful thing but how do you actually do it how do you actually do it i think that i talked about at the beginning a little bit how i forget to do it i know how important it is and i do it and i feel great about it but then i stop doing it because that's just a that's a feature of humanity so i think that the more we can make things a habit that will lead improve our chances of actually following through on it and making it real in our lives. So I think about 
created a habit with an acronym DUF. So D-U-F, it's desire, understanding, and then fit. So the desire piece is pretty easy. Do you want to do it? Do you want to practice gratitude? Yes. Do I understand how? Do I understand how to practice gratitude really quickly? I think that a really common practice and one that I do is to think about three things that I am grateful for. And I do that every morning or at least Monday through Friday when I'm writing. I write down three things that I am grateful for. So you can write down one thing. You could write down 10 things. Just make it so it fits so you can actually do it. So desire, do I know how to do it? You can think about it. I think that writing the act of writing is one of is another superpower, which is such sounds kind of silly, but we're thinking about what we're thinking about. And thinking like gratitude is a perishable skill and a, a skill that we can improve and strengthen and get better at. So I would encourage you to write it down. Write down three things that you're grateful for. Even if it's, I'm grateful for, I'm healthy. I'm grateful that I'm awake and alive. I'm grateful for my kids or my mom or my dad or I'm grateful for these delicious pancakes I just ate. It doesn't matter. Just that you're doing it. That's what matters. And then fit. So it's desire, it's understanding, and then it's fit. So a lot of the wisdom around forming habits talks about look for things you're already doing. And then figure out how you, how this new habit can piggyback or fit in to this routine. So a habit is... I wake up every morning. <laughs> I have a habit of doing that. And I've been doing that for 45 years. Have I ever just slept through an entire day? I don't think so. That's an interesting conversation to have potentially down the road. But I wake up every day. And then I have my routine. So what do I do? I have coffee. I shower. I go to the bathroom. I get dressed. I get the kids ready. I exercise. I stretch. So I'm brushing my teeth. Where does that fit? So for you maybe, you, maybe you can figure out when you open up your computer or you actually sit down to start your day, that that's when you do it. Okay. I like, I love the idea of a masterpiece day. I wish I could attribute it to the person who taught me about it. But the idea is simply that what does a perfect day look like for you? What does a perfect day look like? Now, we have a lot more control over the beginning of our days and the ends because we're normally at home, okay? Things are quieter at 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. or 6 p.m., whatever. You get the idea. And that's where you can really build in things you want to stick. If you try to create a habit at 11 o'clock or 2 o'clock, I think that that's going to be a lot harder because you're right in the thick of it. Stuff's coming your way. You're getting emails. You're getting messages. You're getting phone calls stuff. There's just more stuff. There's chaos. But if you can create a masterpiece day and then bookend, that's where I would that's where I would fit gratitude in. It's either in the morning or in the evening. I think that if you can get a journal, I think that writing and journaling is one of the most important things that we can do. It creates better thinking. So get a journal that you really like. Like get get that you really like, that you like to keep, that you like to look at, that you like to pick up, you like to touch. You like to turn the pages, make it your favorite color or your favorite patterns or a favorite material, whatever. Don't overthink it. Get one that you actually like, that you want to take around with you. 
get a pen or pencil that you really like or that you're or that you really like writing with. You know, for me, I figured out that I really like and write with the cheapest possible pencils. So or pens rather. And so I just I I hold on to these things until the ink runs out. Something that I'm strangely proud of. <laughs> so get a pen that you like to write with. It could be a fancy pen. Doesn't, you know, who cares what I think? Get a super fancy pen if that's what you like. Get a cool pen. Get something with the Darth Vader on it, Boba Fett, or the Teletubbies, whatever you're into. So, so much value. Um, if you don't have a copy of the Lifeblood Daily Journal, I encourage you to get your copy of the Lifeblood Daily Journal. You could do that right on the homepage of lifeblood.live is where you can find that. We sell them on Amazon, so you could find it there as well. Anyway, so will it work for you? Will practicing gratitude make your life better? Will it change your perspective? Will it lead to greater satisfaction and contentment? I think that it will. Why not try? Take it like you mean it. Allah does not burden a soul beyond that it can bear. Powerful. Powerful. As always, do your part by doing your best.